What's up, world? <sighs> it's your boy, Sway, from MTV News, and we are... For episode 96 of Knifey Lion Radio. My birth name is Jonah, award-winning podcaster and cultural style icon. Joining me today from his remote Stom style bunker on the west side, it's the indoor instigator. Hello. Also joining us, it's manager of Wat- Watson's Pools and Bras. <laughs> it's Nick from Soccer. <laughs> hey, pals. How are you? I'm so used to actually saying Watson correctly that Watson's threw me for a loop. Nick, it's a hot tub throwback. Callback. I got it. Okay. Pay- <laughs> for the listeners. Um, I got a Quinnell joke coming up later. And uh, the mayor said, does anybody get to know what this is? I was like, enough. Enough, Will. Enough. Well, uh, today we will calculatedly assess our feelings nearly a week removed from the heartbreaking 1-1 penalty kick beatdown loss against the Portland Timbers. Slive at the beginning, huh? That's the FCC. After we've collected ourselves enough, we'll see what the local and national publications are saying about us with FCC headlines. Yes, the headlines are so important, so unique, they get their own separate segment. The Frasier to the recaps. Cheers. Right? (laughs) After that, we'll pick our FCC of the tournament. FCC played four games. Who shined the brightest? We'll decide. Two transfer rumors. I've got lots of thought. It's... Are you in or are you out? Kevin's back as the MLS is back. Somehow continues on without us. We'll see what he has to say in a brand new... Kevin's MLS We'll talk MLS coming back live to home stadiums, or is it just an excuse for me to play this KLR classic segment sound with stadium status? Put a fucking bow on it, someone screams. It's Popery. Folks, folks. I took my precious angels to Northgate Kroger with me last week, their first trip anywhere but a grandparent's house in many, many months. Masks on, of course. While shopping, I heard a woman yelling and screaming, screaming indignantly with words I couldn't quite decipher. I scooched towards her aisle, hoping to catch a viral moment, which undoubtedly would have propelled KLR Twitter into the stratosphere. But alas, as I got near, the maskless woman and her adult daughter were stomping out of Kroger, and the moment was gone. Wherever that woman is, just know she's always loud in the pandemic cave of shame. <laughs> The rest of us, of course, straight into the John Hark's the John Cave, of, Cave Wonders. of Wonders. Nick, you got any caves to put people in? Haven't done a cave nah. in a while, huh? 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 No, it just bums me out. My mom can't go fucking anywhere without causing a scene like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you Did what, I your sister's you... looking a little worse for wear than if that was your mom. <laughs> it was a rough pair. Go ahead. Jack. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. One of the times I went to Kroger, the Harrison Kroger, when I was walking in. This woman was with her daughter, yelling to her daughter. She's like, I don't like wearing a mask outside. I don't like wearing one inside. I'm not wearing one. They're uncomfortable. And then she walked straight to the peaches and started picking them all up and sniffing them. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) How many people do this and I don't even see it? She's like, I don't even like the smell of peaches, but check me out. Uh, Question, is wearing your mask below your nose the new one-strap backpack look of mask wearing? I can't tell if people are doing it for reason or they just they just don't know. What do you think? I saw a lot of I saw a lot of exposed noses at Kroger. I think they 
don't want to get hot in there. They don't want to wear a mask to begin with, but they want to. They've got to follow the rules. So one strap. I do get. I do got to say it, it's a bit of a bummer every time you have to sneeze with the fucking mask on. But I mean, you can just put it right back up after that. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You I'm saw the solution, and you solved it in one sense. You got to appreciate that. Folks, let's pump the brakes before we go any further. Nick, you're going to like this one. I'm ready. Why not get blessed for what you buy the best? Christ Financial introduces the St. Mark Savings Swiper. It's the official card of FCC's faithiest footballers. Christ Financial is the official banking partner of Knifey Lion Radio. Two Cincinnati institutions that are cincy till they die and into eternity. With the St. Mark Savings Swiper, you'll get rewarded for all faith-based purchases you make, which if you're a KLR listener, most likely a fuckload. Find out even more at ChristFinancial.tv and use promo code KNIFE to get a $50 bonus just for signing up. Christ Financial, KLR, and the St. Mark Savings Swiper, a front three that is oh so heavenly. Boom. <laughs> Nick, did we you used to know go that? to the uh, <laughs> Christian, there was a Christian bookstore in Hyde Park we used to go to um, to buy Zao and um, Stretch Armstrong CDs. Nick, Christ Financial, <laughs> are the points worth it? Oh, they're worth it. I'm going on a shopping spree as soon as this uh, this podcast is over. Yeah, I used to hit that that Christian bookstore too. I was really interested in the the Christian fiction uh, area, <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> uh, Nick also eats uh, the communion wafers with salsa, Christ crackers. Uh, guys, are Smash blow your nose the new one strap backpack? Let's get a discussion going here. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. All right, all right, all right. FCC recap. FCC recap. Cincinnati FC strutted their way into the round of 16 against last year's opening home game. Cannon fodder, the Portland Timbers. Starting lineup was the same old, same old. With the big news being the arrival of one Kurgan Lkhadia on the bench. But maybe we wouldn't need him. Zach, Loka? Huh? Surely a decoy. <laughs> Almost. Nick, how excited <laughs> were you on a scale of 6 to 8? How worried was I? Excited, Lucadia, oh. back. I, I was, I was excited, and I, I figured that we were going to play very similarly to the last couple games that he was going to make an appearance. But uh, yeah, wasn't sure what kind of state he was going to be in, but I was definitely excited to see him on the bench. Catatonic. The game played out mostly as expected, with FCC playing deep and absorbing pressure. Although the first ten minutes or so, Portland seemed to be playing far off us in an adorable game. Of possum, Nick. Did you notice that? I did. It felt like they were doing something similar to what Columbus did to us, where they were going to kind of sit back and see exactly how we were going to try to move the ball and what kind of uh, areas on the field they were going to need to apply pressure. And uh, but regardless of that, it looked way more confident if you compare that opening stint with Columbus's opening stint. Um, and we were definitely moving the ball uh, in, in ways that I thought. Um, really kind of designated possibly a new level of offensive confidence for the team. So definitely noticed it and was definitely preparing for the uh, offensive onslaught that the Timbers were inevitably going to put on us. Wow, you psychic son of a bitch. Because my next sentence was, when FCC was on the ball, they seemed relatively comfortable stringing passes together, mostly unfazed by the Timbers' attack. Zach, do you agree with Nick's assessment? Yeah, I do. I do have a headline, but I guess I'll save it. Um... (laughs) 
it did seem like those first 10 to 15 minutes they were kind of baiting us to come out of our shell but uh we're pretty fucking disciplined yeah the big difference in this game was that we were playing it out pretty um i don't know what's a compliment uh confidently <laughs> good good <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> we were just i don't know we were moving it back and forth across the back a lot better and um, not just giving it away it wasn't um i don't know we were able to keep the ball this time it was we looked like a decent team i think for the first time in the tournament even with the other wins this was by far the best yeah i feel like the last two games it was even though i it was clear how we were going to play. It was kind of hold on to your butts while we uh, absorb the pressure. And it was kind of nerve wracking. This game, our third game in a row, hadn't given up a goal and, you know, whatever 90 plus 90 is. I was not as concerned. I was like, bring it on, absorb the pressure. I'm starting to enjoy the new look. I mean, not forever, but the, the new look FCC or teams just get frustrated and tried to score and watching the highlights. There was only one highlight for Portland in the first half, which was like a shot on goal that TT relatively easily saved. And the first real moment of the game came all the way in the 61st minute. A free kick ball from Madunyanin found a plan at the back post who put it home as the team celebrated by Mach driving a bus. But VAR is a vengeful demon and Deplan was ruled offsides. Nick, before the offsides, ooh, felt pretty good. Felt pretty good. Oh, oh yeah, I was I was in a blissful state. Um, I thought I, at first I, I didn't re- like realize who it was that scored. I was just so happy to see the ball go in. And then when I saw it was Deplan, I thought, no, this is going to be fucking offsides. No, I didn't think that. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just ecstatic. Uh, but when I saw the VAR, I thought, yeah, no, there's no way. They're going to have to take this back. And they did. Zach, it didn't seem undeserved. Not the VAR, but the goal itself. No, I didn't think so. Again, like I thought we looked pretty good. We were pinging the ball around. Um, maybe not making like the cutting passes, final third and stuff, but... I thought it was, yeah, pretty well deserved. I don't think, um, unlike the the other games, I don't think people could have looked at that and say that we stole a victory had we hung on to that 1-0, which didn't actually exist. <laughs> For a moment. Uh, that moment would sting extra hard, because five minutes later, FCC caught sleeping a little bit as the balls played into the six-yard box, slotted home, giving Portland a 1-0 lead. <sighs> We're playing from behind. Did we have a chance? Not knowing the future. Did we have a chance? Did we ever have a chance? There it is. Say by the bell. Nick, were you doom and gloom where you're like, you know what? We got the subs to do it. We got the horses. Well, at first when the goal occurred, um, I saw what happened initially. I saw this the state of confusion with Stanko not picking up the mark. And I, I think that's the thing that's kind of uh, – when you play a type of formation in the back where you're you're shifting men over on the top of the 18 to, to plug holes, that if you do get it wrong and someone makes a run into that space, you're going to pay for it, which we did. Um, though I will say that was one of the only weak moments in our defensive formation that I saw since we kind of started this mentality against Atlanta. But to your second part of your question, yeah, I I was not doom and gloom because – Cincinnati has this air about them throughout the tournament of they're just they're just kind of they're out there almost just like playing pressureless if that makes any sense where they almost have like have nothing to lose and and I I think when you can play with that type of mentality you'll be able to create all kinds of chances so I I wasn't necessarily doom and gloom I thought it was going to be a difficult task but I definitely thought we were going to just start you know 
applying pressure um, and, 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 and putting some balls on their goal, and, and hopefully somebody was going to knock one in. So I was, uh, I guess you could say I was cautiously optimistic about it. Exactly. After a bevy of subs, Lacadia made his MLS his back debut, and in the 79th minute, one of the other subs, Alan Cruz, gets taken down in the box by Portland's keeper in the bonerish, boneheaded play of the night, giving Loca <laughs> a chance to make an impact from the spot, and he did tie it up 1-1, but I, I don't know about you guys, Zach, I'll ask you, I thought, no way he's making this penalty kick. <laughs> I was My confidence for that penalty, for some reason, was at basement levels. Yeah, I mean, he was... Colder than cold. I was pretty fucking nervous about it. But then I didn't know who I wanted to take it. Who took our penalties <laughs> last year? I feel like uh, I remember Darren Maddox taking a penalty. Ledesma. It's like, who would be the penalty kick? To, I guess it's decided. Cruz it's going to be Mike guess. Cruz. He might have taken one at some point. But he made it and it's 1-1 and you're thinking, wow, we're going to ride this bad boy into penalties. And then... 88th minute. Seemed young with a perfect cross to the back post for a streaking Loka who shanks a point blank shot, immediately pretending he was hurt to save face. Nick, what a mess. What a mess. Yes, that was that was terrible. Uh, first of all, I would say Sam Jeong, this was the most impressive game he's played that, that I've seen him play in. I think he kind of brought that little bit of extra quality. I mean, even with his possession in the midfield, he you could tell he looked a little bit above the rest on the field with the way he was able to take his touches and set himself up for passes and his vision. And this was another example, um, getting that ball and just playing that perfect back post ball across the ground. Unfortunately, what happened happened, and uh, it really that really stung. I, you have to expect someone like that. I don't care how cold they are, how how tired they are. It's just one touch into the back of the net. And uh, man, that hurt and still hurts. What else can you say? <laughs> yeah, at that point I was standing in front of the TV and I smacked my thigh in, in a rage. But uh, then he gave, I get why he did it. It happens, you know, you take a bad shot, you kind of, you look at your shoe as if like, oh man, my shoe's messed up or like pretend to be hurt. But like it kind of added insult to injury that we had to like worry for a moment that he was hurt and like we missed the shot of the game. I get why he did it. But it's like, oh God, and he's hurt. No. Yeah. Okay. It's just his, his bruised eco. <laughs> and I was, I was, a uh, I was double bummed. I mean, he went into it immediately. It's like he knew how bad it was instantly. It was like, oh, <laughs> Like he was pulled. Go ahead. I played basketball, and I had this kid on my team who's it was the coach's son. Mm. And uh, every time he was the best player on the team by far, and like you could tell, his dad was like super adamant about having him become the best basketball player possible. Um, So every time he would make a mistake, like miss a shot or something, he would fall down, grab grab his ankle, and look directly. (laughs) directly at his dad and his dad just like peering back at him and it's like the tension in the room was like you know as they say you cut it with a knife but it reminded me it reminded me of that where he's just like okay so there's got so people have to believe there's another reason why this happened but anyways you looked right got at- more good stories got more stories coming up so <laughs> that kid's name Greg Odin. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) How the tables turned. Uh, Oh, man. But, of course, we go on to penalty kicks. And um, it didn't go well. Uh, Loka misses his penalty kick. Waston skies his penalty kick. Titi does not save a penalty kick. I'll tell you what. That wouldn't have bothered me as much because I saw good teams lose on penalty kicks. And, uh, you know, they are what they are. 
But after the Lacadia miss, it stung a little more because I feel like we showed we kind of had the recipe to beat anybody. Um, Portland the next night played, or last night played NYCFC. I have no reason to believe it wouldn't have worked against then. And then one more game and we're in the fucking finals. Zach, how far do you think Bunker Ball could have taken us? Yeah, it could have taken us all the way. And it it did get less and less ugly as we moved on. I was like sort of ashamed at the way we were playing at first. And then once we got through the Red Bulls and then Portland, it just... I don't know. We were getting better and better as the tournament went on. Like I, yeah, I think we had every chance to make it. Obviously, one I, little yeah. fucking miss. And I think Atlanta was the ugliest one. Red Bulls was a little more comical just because they had so many crosses. And yeah, now if you would watch, if this was a, a different team's game playing and they were, they had FCC's game plan against, I don't know, LAFC or whoever played them, you wouldn't be like. Ugh, what am I watching? It would just look like a regular game. It was not all that. As much as they make fun of us for parking the bus, it didn't stick out as that crazy of a game plan. And clearly, it wasn't. Nick, what do you think? I, you know. Oh, uh, well, I mean, we could have. We definitely could have used that all the way to the finals. I mean, you never know with that kind of that kind of play um, because it, it does take one or two goals just to kind of you know obviously shut you down. I mean, I think. The Timbers kind of figured out something that the other teams hadn't, which was playing a ball into a box and just doing a one-time flick to somebody that was situated close to your space on the same team. And they did try that a couple times, and they did get through a couple times, but nothing came of it. So I think, I think teams are kind of catching on how to exploit that, that type of formation we're having. But I do agree that it looked like there was a bit of a refinement on how we were playing in that game and it was, uh, it, we were playing it in such a way that was opening us up to have a little bit more of offensive freedom. So I think, you know, the thing I take away from the whole tournament is we learned a lot about ourselves. And I think that, uh, you know, going forward, I'm kind of excited to see what, what comes about with it. Zach, the real question everyone's asking, is Loka any good? I will say before you answer that, and obviously you're going to say no, he's not any good. He has an interesting gait. <laughs> he has a strange gait to him. His run is interesting. He's just got a slightly odd presence. You can he's a tantalizing figure, and I think he will be good. But I'm not if he's a top ten transfer price, I guess he's alone, but he would have been a top ten transfer fee in MLS history. I don't expect him to be a top ten MLS player of <laughs> recent memory. But No, uh, but if if yeah. he was on a different team though, you could see him putting in a boatload of goals. I don't know. What am I basing that on? Have I, I've not watched him <laughs> at all. And, you know, he scored on his matter. debut and it was a, you know, kind of a blunder. Uh, Nick, Zach says trash. What do you think, Lacadia? Well, he, the thing that's interesting about him is it's kind of like what you said. When you see him run out in the field, it's like you, he's like unrecognizable in a way. You're like, is that, that's Lacadia. Like he, he looks like he's like, like bulkier than you would expect when he's like running down the field and it, it and he's fast i mean he has these bursts of speed that are he's really fast but he doesn't look like he would possess that type of speed but yeah i think it just boils down to the fact that i think he's better than your definitely your average mls player but i think it it's again it's like like zach said like it's a team sport you're sure you're, you're only as good or you're only going to perform as well as the people that surround you and if they're if he's being fed all kinds of opportunities, he's probably going to have a 
a higher than usual uh, rate of goal scoring. But if he doesn't get that, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I think he will. If once we like get comfortable as a team, you've got like Harris, Sam DeYoung, Frankie Amaya, Alan Cruz. All of these guys can feed him some good balls if we just get the ball in the offensive half. He looked like he was. I don't know. He looked like he was <laughs> fucking deathly ill. Like, like looking at him, he just he didn't look right out there. Like COVID. Like sweating. Yeah, something like sweating profusely, and he just. Yeah, I don't know. He, he kind of looked off uh, to me personally. Um, like just at a looking at him type of situation. But God, it's I don't staring. know. Maybe maybe I'm just maybe I'm just having motivated reasoning here. I'm trying to justify it's it. His but. first game in the the southern uh, swelter. Yeah. In his life, um, if he's just pretty good, <laughs> that's good enough for me. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I with think, you. yeah, I think he'll be pretty good. I wouldn't. I mean, this game. How long had it been since he even like returned to full training? Like a week. Also, I mean, you have to even, even though he missed that ball, you have to you have to wonder. Just being in that that spot in that place, you have to question like you know, are do we have other attacking players that know to occupy that? place when someone like Sam gets the ball in that location to make that run. Um, so, I mean, though he missed it, I mean, did he did he create the opportunity? You know what I mean? Sometimes a miss is better than a make is what Nick is saying, and I agree <laughs> full-heartedly. Let's just see what the national and local pundits have to say finally. Let's check in with the FCC headlines! Oh, the headlines were thick, rich, and all over the map. Literally and figuratively, Nick, I mm-hmm. spent all day and night collecting headlines, and I almost ran out of space on this Google Doc, which is impossible. <laughs> there were so many headlines. Uh, what about you? you? Got any uh, noteworthy ones from the game? I do actually. The uh, Amsterdam Reader had this article, and if you guys read this or not, uh, it's it was uh, titled "The Stam Dam Little Dutch Boy Yap Finds Way to Plug Holes in FCC Defense." <laughs> That's good. Uh, I, I just want to say, I think it was Matt Brew was talking to me. He he really loves uh, the newspapers you collect from. <laughs> uh, my favorite last week was was it the New York Whisper? London Whisper. London, that's even better. London Whisper. It just uh, it was so evocative of a time and place. It just I really felt I could feel the ink on my hand from the morning edition of the London Whisper as I rode the tube. So uh, keep up the good work, Zach. You had something to say? Yeah, I just read one in the South Carolina Observer, which was feeling the burn. These Portland commies blame first half offensive woes on unmarked vans spraying them with unknown chemical agent. Uh, I I tried to find a headline involving unmarked vans and I just, well the people who were supposed to write these headlines definitely blew it but did you see this one? This is when the Des Moines Dispatch not worth the bread Locust spreads the misery on thick with miracle whiff (laughs) which I thought was harsh but pretty typical Uh, Nick, you got anything else that you found? Yeah, the read this this morning. Actually, uh, glad I I found this this morning. The Vancouver Rumor has uh, a headline that was Caleb Stanko to hang missing posters of missing timbers mark as Stanko Blancos on Blanco. It's <laughs> pretty good. Solid, solid. This one was a there's a Vanity Fair headline. M Night Shamastam, <laughs> manager with shocking tactical plot twist as team passes to one another. 
<laughs> Even though I saw it, it was still funny. Ooh, this one I thought was a little racy. It was in the what's a state? <laughs> the Montana Mentioner had this one. I don't know if you saw this, guys. Portland Tinder. Goalie Clark swipes right on Cruz, promptly gets fucked. You see that, guys? <laughs> Portland Tinder. Unbelievable. Uh, there's one from uh, the Columbus plane dealer. No hands. Sneaky Alan Cruz shouts to confused Portland keeper into making mistake, leading to years of therapy. Cruz says, "I have no remorse." <laughs> what a journey! What a journey! Remember doing that in, in indoor? <laughs> the balls are rolling to the keeper. And, you know. No hands. <laughs> And still wasn't enough time because somebody would still pick it up with their hands. Uh, Nick, speaking of that, I heard you found an absolute doozy. Yeah, Australia getting in the game here uh, <laughs> in their local uh, publication, the Brisbane Secret. Uh, sitters being missed worldwide as new trend has players doing the loco motion. <laughs> I love the passion with which you read that one as well. Uh, this one's My Magnus Opus. <laughs> What did I, what did I say? Uh, yeah, yeah, Zach's was better. I don't remember what it was, but I'll say hospital beds full of toddlers. As it was way darker string, than that. String of sitters go missing. Um, yeah, whatever it was. It was, it was actually toddlers' deaths by as sitters go missing. Wow. Well, I, Speaking of, this was a Pat Brennan one. Sorry, Jonah, to cut you okay. off. But, uh, you can't spell Lacadia without Adi. New signing feels familiar after a Fernando-style <laughs> blunder. That halfway feels like a real, uh, which it is, uh, Pat Brennan headline. Uh, this is from the Paris Post. Quinnell Evans? Deplan channels trashy teen mom star after putting one past stoned Kiefer. <laughs> this is a deep pull for the <laughs> teen mom fans. Yeah. Quinnell Evans, Nick, are you familiar with Team Mom? I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> this must be fun for you then. Janelle Evans and her old boyfriend was named Kiefer. So uh, I'm, I'm replacing Janelle Evans. I, I was wondering Evans. where the Kiefer, I was wondering where that was coming from. You gotta dump mm. Kiefer. This one is from uh, the Sarasota Sometimes. Time. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> This one's not very funny, but uh, Purist Lacadia tells reporters he refuses to pad stats. Won't score more than one pen per game. <laughs> Our humble hero. <clears throat> Nick, you got any Lacadia ones in there? No, I didn't, but I came across this one uh, about Kendall and the Costa Rican Gazette. Mm. And it's uh, local hero Kendall Wastem Waston sends adoring Costa Rican fans a tournament souvenir from Penalty Mark. <laughs> Well, that's a lovely one because there's a fam- there's an also another one about that penalty shot. Uh, this is from the uh, New Jersey plane dealer. <laughs> Sully's at it again. Sullenberger lands plane in Disney World's Seven Seas Lagoon after Kendall's gooseball. <laughs> Sully's at it again, folks. I thought he retired. I've got one from um, the same Costa Rican paper. It was really, it was full of Waston headlines. He's really a hero down there. Frankie Amaya braids rat tail for Kendall Waston as defender continues to emulate Italian legend Roberto Baggio. 
<laughs> it's a deep pull. That's not the only one from the Costa Rican uh, paper. Ghost 2! Nelly Furtado plays Whoopi Goldberg to Kendall Waston's Patrick Swayze as possessed center back channels I'm Like a Bird with Unchained Penalty. <laughs> There's another one. Uh, there's another Costa Rican one. Unchained Break penalty. the curse. <laughs> Go ahead, start up. Break the curse. After centuries of short run-up penalty misses, Stam encourages Waston to go for it anyway. <laughs> Did you see this one? Uh, I thought this was strange. Uh, this was from the AARP magazine. Senior roster. FCC can't field U50 team since parking the bus means it explodes. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to fit any more uh, speed references into there. Um, <clears throat> this one is from um, the Idaho Spud. Um, I'll be there for you. Phoebe's little brother and Timber's head coach, Giovanni Savarisi, <laughs> secures win and returns to bubble with much older wife from that 70s show. <laughs> There's no way Nick gets that. I refuse to believe you remember that. Nicky Big Friends guy. I, yeah, I watched Friends. Giovanni, Phoebe is. You remember Giovanni Ribisi? I don't remember that specifically. Uh, played Phoebe's little brother. Wow. What a deep pull. Uh, did you see this one, though? Oh, baby. This is kind of a Nick one. This is actually from... This is from... Uh, this is from the, I, lo- I love... I lo- just love how you guys classify well, you your Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me Nick if I'm one. wrong. I got this from Nick's blog. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Valeri and Steele, Diego and Portland rob FCC after a game of bone-headed plays. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come Valeri and Steele. Did you hear my little Dutch boy headline? Come on. <laughs> S-T-E-A-L. Oh, this is one. This is, <laughs> this is from uh, TLC's website. This is a real deep pool for some people. FCC loses storage war to Portland despite, yaps, increasing bids. No, not a storage <laughs> force phantom. <laughs> Remember that guy who said, yep. That's how he bid. <laughs> Trust me, there's a storage war knifey lion fan out there who is keeled over right now. <laughs> Nick, you got anything else left in the tank? For TLC, I thought it was going to be a headline like, don't go chasing Kendall's shanked balls. <laughs> I meant TLC the network. I picked up on it. Um, and, I'm, and I'm out. <laughs> Do you see this one? This was from uh, Cincinnati Soccer Talk. Out of time outfitter. Braceless goal scorer Lacadia spends too much time DJing. Ends up one step behind. <laughs> out of time outfitter. You guys, you see this one? There's more. Uh, this was after. This came out after the game was over. In fact, it came out. I think this was just yesterday. This is an inquire. Gone in 60 seconds. Sex-starved FCC stars blow instant loads during sultry bedroom <laughs> scrimmages in their home bubbles. <laughs> it's been a while. That's what I'm saying. Zach, got anything else? I didn't. I didn't see that headline, but I. <clears throat> I did watch some TikToks from there. You see this one, guys, in the Disney Gazette? Even jacked Sparrow, Frankie Amaya, couldn't save FCC from VAR at Disney World's End. No? You guys didn't see that one? (laughs) How about this one from uh, Travel Agents Worldwide magazine? Resort regrets. Coconuts to enjoy, yells concussed Stanko after being asked what CTE means to him. (laughs) 
<laughs> was that this game or the last one? I think I'm gonna guess Stenko got concussed again. <laughs> he took a like a ball right to the side of the head. Uh, remember when he vomited? Yeah, I do. Didn't he puke <clears throat> twice last year? One was definitely concussion related. I refuse to believe anything else. Uh, this one I thought was a little much. This is from the Sun over in England. Wax Stern, trapper keeper TT turns shock jock and sarcastically thanks coach for great scouting folder after diving wrong way on each PK. <clears throat> Did you see that? Did you see this one? I think it's because they drive on the other side of the road. Oh. Wax Stern. <laughs> I should have stopped there. Trapper keeper TT. Um, guys, this is one in the morning, okay? Cut the writer some slack. Uh, this is from MTV's vlog. Um, did you see this one? Nick, did you see this one? I think I did. But go ahead. Go anyway. I should go over well. Fuck you, Debbie. Shady Loka's Munchausen syndrome kicks in after miskick. Fake injury forces FCC to clean out their closets. Many M&M. <laughs> wow. Do you not remember this song? Jeez Louise. There's an M&M KLR fan out there who's loving that line. Did you see this one? From a uh, from a pamphlet I found on the ground. God, I got to read this. This is hurting my brain. Just look. <laughs> oh yeah, this is as good as the other ones. The great chum, puh. Pedersen says no regretsky and NHOL after claiming you make a hundred percent of the penalties you don't take. Did you see that one? <laughs> Zach, did you see that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I see about. One or two more here. Did you see this one? <laughs> this is from the Costa Rican Gazette. Again. Now he can do more fishing with string beans. Confused FCC fans misunderstand podcasting, blaming distracted Waston for early exit. Podcasting, <laughs> folks. Fishing with string beans. <laughs> I got it. Uh, that might, sadly, be the final... <laughs> Final one. Let's see. Quinnell I Evans. This be good. I think that's it. Guys, what was your favorite? There's so De- too many definitely, definitely one of them towards the beginning of your <laughs> I like Nick's Dutch boy. He didn't say blows instant loads, though, so that's true. <laughs> really? Who's to say? Coconuts to enjoy. All right. Let's pick our FCC <laughs> of the tournament. Uh, you know how it works. Said this week, we're not picking the man of the week. We're picking every. We're combining all of MLS's back tournament, and the winner receives 666 Christ financial points if they sign up for the St. Mark's Saving Swiper within 10 minutes of this podcast being released. Nick, no more fucking around. You got to put it all together. All four games. Who are you picking for your man of the tournament? Well, he definitely wasn't the man of the match in our last game. Um, yeah, so. It doesn't feel like the best pick, but I think if you look at all four games, well, actually not even the first game. I don't, really, I don't want to look at that game. But the last three games, I think Andrew Gutman, for me, I think really came out of his shell and provided the spark that, that FCC needed during their uh, parking the bus strategy. He seemed to be an outlet for our team to get the ball field and uh, take some of the pressure off our in our back third. So I'm going to go with Gutman. I should have known. I should have known. Zach, who's your pick? Um, Man of the tournament. I got a boring pick, but I'm going to go with TT. Mm. With mm. no long explanation. I'm going to pick. We'll make it an even 33% all the votes. I'm going to say Yuya Kubo. 
it doesn't even feel right coming out of my mouth, which means it's probably the wrong answer. But uh, yeah, you know, he was consistent. He did what he had to do. Everybody else was a little inconsistent. I guess as was the team. My dark horse, Kendall Waston, hated on. And even though he made that, uh, was part of the failed defensive effort that led to the goal, I wouldn't say he was solely responsible and he missed a penalty, but at least he tried to take one. It's more than you could say for the other guys. He had the confidence and uh, it didn't show. I said more about him than I did say about Kubo, but I will be the tiebreaker because I am MC of this podcast. I'm going to give it to TT. He hasn't gotten a lot of love on this podcast. We have, you know, we haven't talked about it as much as Nick's boyfriend, Andrew Goodman, but uh, I'll give you one and one time only veto power over this pick. Do you dare stand in the way of TT and 666 Christ financial points? No, no. I think TT can definitely be argued to be uh, the man of the tournament, especially the last few games. I think he, I mean, I think you have to be on top of your game to have a formation where you're, you're constantly being pressured. And he handled it very well. So, yeah, no no veto. We're going to save that for another day, but uh, not today. <laughs> you know, last season we called him, like, the flapper a lot because he just kind of, like, gangly and kind of awkward out there and uh, didn't instill the most confidence. The last few games, he uh, doesn't seem as flappy lately, and uh, my confidence in him as raised. Clearly it has with you too, Zach, as you picked him as man of the tournament. Yeah, no, he did seem, we talked about it last season, you never, he didn't instill confidence back there. He didn't seem to like organize the back line at all or anything. Now you hear him screaming. I know we can hear more now, but like, yeah, he's definitely more of a leader and he made a shit ton of saves. Yeah, no real blunders that I know. I didn't watch the Columbus game, but TT, Pashemiswav, the P is silent, P's on the inside of the bowl. You are FCC <laughs> of the tournament. Come anytime. Just wear a mask, please. Pick up your 666 Christ Financial points. I have them. They look like Monopoly bucks, but if you take them into Christ Financial, they'll know what to do with them. But you first, you got to sign up for the St. Mark Savings Swiper, and you can do that online anytime. <laughs> so congratulations to you, man of the tournament. Let's move on. Do you not remember cleaning out my closet? I mean, the guys going through public housing systems, victim of Munchausen syndrome. My whole life I was made to believe I was sick when I wasn't till I grew up. Now I blew up. It makes you stick sick to your stomach, doesn't it? Zach, clean it out my closet. <clears throat> Me and Nick were punks, Jonah. He was a victim of Munchausen syndrome. So fuck you, Debbie Mathers. Let's move on to... Are you in or are you out? Guys, did you see this? Little Naj, bane of my existence, tweeted out hints for a player signing, and apparently it's Tyler Blackett, center back or left back, for Redding, who's out of contract there. Used to play for Yap Snam. It all lines up. Looks like we could be getting another body for FCC. Nick, on a scale of three to five out of a scale of one to ten, how excited are you to hear about new signings coming our way? Going to give it a solid five. And, Whoa, it's basically ba- and it's based on the fact that he played in Reading. So he's played at some, you know, he's played some competitive soccer and he's obviously played in some good leagues, but having no idea who he is. I can only go to five. Uh, I did play for Manchester United, another tiny little club. Uh, Zach, (laughs) Jesus Lord. Tyler Blackett, he's been on your radar for decades. Yeah, forever. Thoughts? Both. 
both. Yeah, he played <laughs> over four years. He had 11 games with United, and then he just hasn't played a lot of games for anyone until <laughs> until he got to Reading. Uh, he had a year at Birmingham City, played eight games, three games for Celtic, and um, finally at Reading. If you're not but, looking uh, at the Wikipedia, you are a fucking genius. Yeah, I know. I just remember. <laughs> I looked last. I looked last night. Three, um, three games for Celtic. Um, I would say that. I would say. Oh Jesus. Um. Yeah. Someone. What the fuck's his name? Deplan played what every single game last season. He could use some cover, or maybe even lose his spot. For all I know, uh, he did have like a horrible, horrible opening game this year. So yeah, I'll take any. Take anybody. I checked the tweets. Um. Of like the Reading fan accounts and official accounts like wishing him well most of the replies i'd say 80 percent were wish we would hold on to him he was good or whatever if you were like good riddance but it seemed for the most part he was liked and they thought he was getting better so uh you know sure if he wants to come play for us i'll allow it um the other rumor was world cup superstar mario goza and i'll tell you what folks if Lettuce is excited, I'm not. Nick, how uh, bonerific are you about Mario? I'm not as uh, hyped on him as some appear to be. I don't really have any feelings about it because at this point it still feels so distant and likely just a wishful thinking. Uh, however, if that was to come to fruition, I would be pretty pretty damn excited because obviously you know what someone like Mario is capable of. And uh, I think that any player like that coming into the MLS is and and as many like we were talking about with Loka and being surrounded with good players. I think Sim De Jong is going to be obviously um, advantageous for us to have in regards to playing with Loka. So yeah, having someone like Mario Goza would be God, that'd be sweet. But I'm reserving my excitement. Zach, off the air, you said he was washed. Thoughts now that we're recording. I mean, he's only, he's not 30 yet. I know that. Yeah, I don't know. He's an old 27, 28. Yeah, an old 28. Hasn't been doing much, we should say. And, um, I don't know. No, I did look that. I think he he started like 15% of games last season. We are the MLS, so. Uh, (laughs) We're not just the MLS. We're FCC, baby. Uh, I was checking in on our boy Gaston. You know what? I'm glad you didn't come. <laughs> He's made 10 appearances for Cagliari. And uh, he actually did start today in the final game of the season against AC Milan. In fact, did you see he scored a goal again? It was Latin. The guy can't, can't stop. stop. I know soccer is probably going to come back again in some other form this season, possibly. But I don't. I can't get too worked up about transfer rumors. I've really blown my my FCC load too much on things like pray for Gaston and all that stuff. You know, if whatever happens, case Sarah, more the merrier, come on by. Cause you watch some of our games and you're like, uh, we're doing a lot with a little. So the more the merrier, Kevin, save me from my own thoughts. Uh, I'm feeling ill. I believe I might be coming down with Munchausen syndrome. Although that's I mean, if, you're, if anyone's telling you they'd rather have Caleb Stanko out there than Mario Goza then they're off their rocker, right? I wouldn't say that, but I'm saying if we're spending $7 million on him, maybe we, I'm not sure it's the best way to spend $7 million. Obviously, these are just made up. No, you know, I have no fucking clue, but if he's some huge, huge price tag, I wouldn't be too excited about it. That's just me. Obviously, I'd be stoked if he was on the team, but, you know, 
is he the best way to to blow our uh, West End Stadium load? This is the fourth time I've talked about blowing loads. <laughs> I'm just not sure. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to hear Zach, me, and Nick's true opinion, sign up for the KLR Patreon, and we'll give our real thoughts. Guess what? Nick thinks he fucking su- I shouldn't say that because it's for, gotta pay for it's it. paid only. All right, Kevin. Sorry. I want to hear you. Talk to me. Time starts right now. What a weird and wacky tournament. The only result that really made sense was Philadelphia beating Kansas City 3-1. to one. And then after that, we were entertained by Orlando. Of all teams, Orlando beating LAFC in penalties. The pressure-heavy tactics of San Jose fell to Minnesota hard. Four to one, and while they've had a rough tournament so far, preseason favorites to win the East NYCFC. We're sorry, the message you are attempting to access is a premium product. Please subscribe to the Kevin Wallace MLS Minute Patreon page to hear the remainder of this minute. Thank you for choosing Patreon, the leading source for previous free FC Cincinnati content. For more information, go to www.patreon.com. Patreon. Now you can pay for it. Oh, baby. Great thoughts. Loved every second of it. Let's move on briefly, mostly because I want to hear the sound to this old fan favorite. Stadium status. Nick, have you heard about the plan? Not the plan that we might be coming back <laughs> to play more games with teams playing in their home stadium, despite what looks like a rather bad time for Major League Baseball. Restarting MLS at home, Nick? Huh? huh? I did hear a little bit. Did hear a little bit about it, and I'm not sure how this ties into the West End Stadium. <laughs> it, it'll be out of a stadium. <laughs> so I'm obviously we would be back at Nippert, right? Yeah. For this. Well, I don't know. I mean, in the current environment, I don't know what's safe and what we should and shouldn't be doing, really. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'd like to see this team. I'd like to see this team up close with with their newfound confidence and uh, strategy. And uh, yeah, that would be it'd be great. But uh, again, not not sure if it's the the best call at the moment. If you won the uh, the Hunger Games lottery and had to go the, or got to go to a game, what are you thinking? Are you in or out of that? I mean, I would probably go. Obviously, prepared with the correct PPE and keeping my distance from people. But I would be lying to you if I did. I would be lying to you if I said that it wouldn't be likely an extremely bizarre experience of people sporadically spread out. Uh, throughout the stadium, not really close enough to be talking to one another, which is kind of what I liked about our games is, uh, you know, being close to everybody. It's, it's a sensitive topic right now, but when I was close to Zach, just hanging out and talking, and this kind of made made for the atmosphere a little bit, but but I'd probably go. <clears throat> so two, two seasons in a row, I sat next to Nick. Our season tickets were together, and um, I had one by myself, and I was just next to Nick, and this year he decided... To get seats with his parents and not tell me first, leaving leaving me <laughs> potentially to be sitting all alone. Thank God. 
So my, my mom brother, and dad. Were, thank God, my brother. <laughs> my, my brother mom stepped dad, in. When my mom and dad approached me, they were like, "We're thinking of uh, you know maybe upgrading some seats, and for this first season, you know, we'll cover a little bit of the difference in the cost. We're going to sit here." But and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea." And they're like, "But we really don't want you saying anything to Zach because we don't want him to be." <laughs> So that was like really the one of the only ways this whole thing could fly is if I just kind of kept that on the DL. Um, save it for the Patreon guys. <laughs> this is inside baseball. Uh, they've had several uh, the the people I sit with or the the main stakeholder had his appointment to check out club seating, and from what was gathered by those on the Zoom call, if you're on the cheap side, uh, club seats. You know, there wasn't much to offer. Maybe a, a closer bathroom and like one food Bar. drink place. But <clears throat> overall, was it really worth it? Probably not. But uh, so we're not going club. Hopefully, we're going front of second level. And which honestly would probably be closer eye level to the field than like the top of the first level is at Nippert. So that'll be pretty sweet if it happens. And that's stadium status talk. Cause we're talking new stadium and Zach, they're putting the roof on. This guy looks like a stadium even more so than the last time I said, it looks like a stadium. Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the most bizarre thing is seeing it from the highway. You go 75 South, look left. Bam. There it is. I did sit. When we went to see PSG. We sat first row, second level there. And, uh, it was fucking fantastic. So, uh, we can secure those. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it seems as good as any other seat. I mean, maybe you'd want to be slightly closer if you could pick anywhere, but not having anyone in front of you, if that transpires, will be something to behold. And uh, I was checking out the stadium cam the other day because they have, looks like, I don't know, 80% of that roofing on. And that side, it was pouring down rain. That whole side was completely dry. So, I mean, obviously that's the point, but down towards almost the very first row everything was dry it'll be a whole new world after so many rainy games getting soaked i mean those are part of the memories of course but uh that'll be nice to be dry it's like you were saying about drying what is that a dog <laughs> yeah classic let's move on to potpourri i don't have anything for potpourri nick how's life life is much the same as it has been the oh, last man. six months so there's nothing exciting to report to you. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. This is not going to be a good. It's not going to be a good segment. But and I already yeah. shared my uh, Kroger story. That's you did. <laughs> the lady was mad. That's really all I've had. Well, Zach, you're I, out I, in I the world. S- oh, go Nick. He's more. I, well, I guess I will say that I've heard stories about going out into public with people having encounters with other people that were not wearing masks which i guess they've been dubbed as uh mask holes and so i guess when i go out public i'm, <laughs> oh, I'm like kind of on i'm kind of <laughs> i'm kind of strangely on the defensive about if someone is going to make a comment i don't know do, do you guys like have this like like unsettling thought in the back of your head like or you're just kind of waiting for someone to say something or i don't know i, I don't know i'm like strangely defensive about it so i do have like which I'm not, this is going to be on the Patreon. My responses to <laughs> these hypothetical situations have already been calculated in my head. So I do have a couple lines that I will drop on somebody <laughs> if they do make a comment about me wearing a mask. 
Let's hear it, Nick. Uh, let's hear it. What do you got ready for people? No, no. This is this is Patreon stuff. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> oh, this fuck. is this this is where the money goes. I used to, uh, I used to do that all day when I worked at La Rosa's doing dishes for five years. I'd go through like all the employees that I don't like and like go through scenarios. Oh, if he says this to me. <laughs> This is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to say. I had everything planned out for just about everyone there who I didn't like. Most of it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> some did, though. I got to a handful of uh, verbal altercations. Um, I remember Jonah did. Remember Jonah when he punched the wall and left? <laughs> uh, I was mad at surfboard. Surfboard was, I don't know, trying to talk to your girlfriend or something. Yeah, he drunkenly... Uh tried to make it happen with Kristen. He was like, oh, come on, or something. And then, like, she made the mistake of telling me. <laughs> and he came back like nothing happened. He was like, hey, guys, what's up? And, like, I didn't say anything. And then, you like, you yelled at him, Zach. I did. After you left, I told him I would fucking kill him. That was fun. <laughs> That's always happens when there's, like, a near confrontation and you don't say something with someone, then you just, like, stew on it for, like, weeks. Like, oh, what could I have said? That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to prevent because I'm like, at so many times in my life, definitely not as quick-witted as you or Zach. So two days later, and I know a lot of people have this, like you're thinking like, God damn, if I would have dropped that on that person, <laughs> I would have won. I would have yeah. won right there. Your uh, jerk store moment. Um, exactly. No, I, <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable talking to strangers like 95% of the time, but I love a confrontation that's like the the only time i'm like out of my shell i also have been anytime i've gone out which is rare and like you know pass by someone in the door you know you're used to like making like a like nodding at someone or holding a door like you smile at them i'm still like smiling like a fucking buffoon under my mask like and i like smile extra big like maybe they can see my muscles by my eyes i'm like hey, hey, yeah all right thanks and uh we're like how's it going you're like oh it's going great yeah it's going great you're like extra enthusiastic like yeah everything's fine this isn't fucking weird I don't know if I did I talk about it on the pod when Kelly walked over to my house, almost got in a fight during quarantine. Yeah. No. All right. Well, <laughs> Nick, you know, Kelly, right? Kelly. Cass. Yeah. He broke his elbow skateboarding. So he wasn't, it was hard for him to drive. So he was walking over to my house. We were just going to hang on the porch for a little. Cause, um, I think he's just bummed. He hurt his arm and, um, he lives pretty close so he's walking down montana and this dude rides his bike up on him and the dude doesn't have a mask on or anything and the guy asked i guess the guy asked him like how to get to the white castle or was like or something like that and kelly was just like just ride on man <laughs> like, just get because he got too close without a mask and the, kelly was like you're getting too close to me i don't want to talk to you just go and the dude was like what the fuck do you say and then like <laughs> kelly was like look I'm stepping out of the way. You're getting too close to me. Just go. And uh, so the guy was like, I'm going to break your other fucking arm. And <laughs> follows him all the way to my house. Kelly knocks on the door. And then I, I step outside. And then Kelly yells at the dude. He's like, what's up now? <laughs> and then like, because <laughs> Kelly can't fight him. And then I don't even know what's going on at the time. I've just been thrust into this situation. The dude's like, oh, you got your boy now? Then like. Um, so when we had like this standoff and then the dude ends up, he's like in the middle of Montana on his bike and like, I'm just standing on my porch, like with my hands up to each side, like not even knowing what the fuck is going on yet. 
because Kelly hasn't had a chance to explain it to me yet. And uh, then the guy starts reaching in his bag for something. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. And um, then he changed his mind. And then eventually he rode on. But it was just like this awkward standoff. He's in the middle of this busy street. And I'm just on my porch. And then, uh, yeah, Kelly's like, yeah, sorry, man. Probably shouldn't have brought him to your house. <laughs> like, <laughs> but all because this guy, this fucking clown, you know, got too close without a mask. Yeah. I'd be like how it, if Kelly had explained it real quick, like, hey, yeah, he wanted directions to White Castle. I told him to go away. <laughs> it's like, how did, how did all that lead to this? <laughs> Quite an escalation. Yeah. yeah. See, Kelly is probably more... Uh, I'm not not brave is not the word, but like in those situations, like I wouldn't want to speak to anyone, but like I'd just be too awkward and be like, oh, I think it's I think it's down that way. You know, I wouldn't be like <laughs> get on my face, like too yeah. too apologetic, even if I haven't done anything wrong. Um, great story. That. that reminds me, I think <laughs> I think I told this on the podcast. I'm not gonna tell the whole story, but just saying like, oh, you got your boy now. It's like my favorite story of Collier's was like over a decade ago, and he was like at a strip club with like people his age you know he's like in his 20s and then there was like this old guy gray hair like in his 60s and was like getting into it with these dudes and almost starting a fight and like the guys who he's starting to fight with look over at collier and was like hey you better come get your boy you better get your boy he's like my boy he's like it's some old guy i just thought it was funny the guy assumed that this old gray hair was friends with a bunch of 20 year olds so every time i'm like hey man you better like someone is like not in your group at all hey man you better come get your boy here like what go ahead and fight that guy i don't care but uh, i'm glad you didn't get shot over white castle i had um this is this is last week i forget which day it was there's a bp in westwood it's on like harrison and budino like on the corner there it's kind of sketchy um it's real close to my house <clears throat> i go inside there after getting gas and um i've got a passion fruit gatorade in my hand and um it's already kind of small i don't like it but you got to wear a mask in there and um while i'm in line the cashier this girl comes from behind the counter and locks the door and I think she's locking it so people, more people can't come in. Like, maybe there's a five-person limit or something like that. Well, then I see people trying to leave, and they can't get out. She's locked everyone into the store, and people are like, hey. And she's like, I can't deal with that right now. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? And then, uh, so I'm like the fifth person in line, and then, like, I finally get up to the front of the line while everyone in front of me is still stuck inside and there's people on the outside like pounding on the door trying to get in it's pouring down rain and no one knows what the fuck is going on and uh, i feel like i'm stuck in this like covid death trap (laughs) you know like (laughs) and um then i get up there and they were like our computers are down we can't take cards and i'm like why didn't you like shout this out like hey everybody they didn't inform anyone i was like well then can you let me the fuck out and then um yeah, and she came around and unlocked the door and let us out. But it was fucking, like, really bizarre. I mean, people, like, were banging on the door, like, trying to leave and trying to get in. And she's not explaining anything to anybody. Did she physically lock um, the door or, like, press a button? No, with a key. She walked up there, locked the door. When people said something, she was like, I can't I can't deal with that right now. I guess because she was too concerned about the computer system being down. It's like, no, you got to... <laughs> Tell us, tell us for one, and let us get the fuck out of here. Like, why am I in here? Fucking like, held hostage. All they they could have said, like, hey, we can't take cards. Please, just let me leave. 
we were trapped in there for probably 15 minutes, which is an eternity, you know. And you haven't was, stopped coughing since? Peeing, peeing in the corner. Um, <laughs> crying. Knocking over aisles. Nick, you have anything like that happen to you last week? <laughs> I've never been locked into a gas station. Only thing I can think of is when I was living in Norwood, I don't know why I thought of this because it's really not relevant, but I had a guy that was working with me. He's from Tennessee, and uh, he was staying at my house. So I'm upstairs sleeping, and about 2 o'clock in the morning, he knocks on my door and says, Nick, there's someone trying to break in your back door. And I, said, and I, and I woke up. I said, what? He goes, there's someone trying to break into your back door. So I grabbed – I had this – I don't know. It was like a, it's like a BB gun that was made, um, I don't know, probably like, I don't know, 20 years ago or something. But it looks real. So, like, I just keep it for show, whatever. So I grab it, and I come through the door, and his face, when he sees me come out with a gun, he is, like, petrified. So he falls, like, basically falls down, like, because he, I don't know, he was terrified. I go down the stairs, and there's this girl just pounding on my back door and, like, kicking the door and, like, trying to open it, like, with the, the, the knob, whatever, is, like, turning crazily. And I walk up, I'm like, who are you? What do you, what do you want? And she's like, just let me in. Just let me in. I've been, been walking around for hours. I just, I just need to lay down. Let me in. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, um, I don't know. You're not coming in. And like, I, I flashed the gun and she's, and like, she looks at it and she, I just, I'll never forget that she goes, put your toy down. I just need to get in. <laughs> like now either a, she like legitimately knew that this wasn't a real gun or she was so out of her mind that like, you know, she's just talking gibberish, whatever. But this goes on for like 10 minutes to stand off at the door. And I'm telling her like, look, you have the wrong house. Like I knew what house it was probably, she was probably trying to get in. It was like two houses over, um, very, uh, unsavory types that frequented that place. So I'm like, I think your house is like two houses down or whatever. And she's like, no, no. And then finally, my next door neighbor, I can see their back porch light come on. And I, and I kind of like peer out and I see the lady that lives there walks out on the back porch. I was so tired because she, the girl like saw my neighbor and left me alone and went over to my neighbor's house. And I guess the right thing I should have done was like to open the door and be like, hey, you know, are you okay? But I just went right back to bed because I was so fucking tired. <laughs> And I figured that the the lady was pretty harmless, whatever. But uh, yeah, weird night, man. Weird <laughs> night. Yeah, she died. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Patreon. I remember. Uh, <laughs> I used to stay at a house that was like right around the corner from Nick's house. Um, we called it the Thrash Zone. We had like little battles. There was like, new subjects was popping off, and uh, we all called ourselves the Pirates. I don't know what the hell we were all out doing, but I had this bag of rotten fruit. And I don't know if I thought it was one of your guys' cars, Nick, or what, but this car was driving by in front of the thrash zone, and I whipped the bag and nailed the side of that car. And uh, it screeched to a halt, and they get out, and I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And I take (laughs) off running and sprint, and then I end up pounding on your guys' back door. And um, we weren't, like, tight yet. And um, I think maybe Kevin like answered the door and he wouldn't let me in. I'm like, please, man! <laughs> like they're they're coming after me. And uh, yeah, yeah I remember that. It, I think it was my it was my neighbor that lived across the street, who was another family that 
had a litany of problems and issues that they're dealing with on a daily basis and you and you as neighbors were well aware of it because they're yelling at each other all the time and i remember at it was the same time like like the neighbor came to my door like who's fucking throwing things blah 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 (laughs) yeah i think did xavier police come also or is that different time uh, i I don't know know. that 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 happened a number of times so i i couldn't tell you couldn't pinpoint it down to that but but i uh yeah she was like screaming i was like look it's like it's no one here (laughs) Because I technically wasn't lying. It's like, no one that lives in this house did anything to you. Um, and I just remember her response was, I'll fucking kill you. So, <laughs> so yeah. Thanks for thanks for that. No, I do remember. I remember catching you guys in the front yard, like, toilet papering or doing something. <laughs> and then I was just like, but I, I, like, found it kind of funny. So, I was just like, I think I talked to you, Zach. I was like, and yeah, it was like before we were we were friends. So, I was like. I was like, that's fine, man. I was like, you guys do what you got to do. We know we we know where you guys are hunkered down at. We know. So, did uh Do I have it wrong or did Jeremy show up on your porch and threaten you guys ever? No, so that that did happen, but it was it wasn't necessarily a threat. But what happened was he came to the door with like three other dudes and it was always that dude to wore the the bald-headed guy had a slap shot uh yeah, yeah, sweatshirt. Yeah. I'll never forget that guy. So, like they come to the door and they ask for Baker. Well, the backstory there was Baker dated, I guess, Jeremy's wife uh, at the time, or this was way back when, like before. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess the the logic of everyone has a history wasn't something that uh, was tolerable to Jeremy. But uh, came to the door. He was real friendly with me, but it was in a weird way. It was in a weird conniving way. And he was like, yeah, is Baker here? We're just, we just want to talk. I was like, you want to talk to Baker with four guys? <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I was like, kind of like still kind of naive about it. I was, it was like just like piecing it together in my head. I was like, I was like, yeah, he's actually not even home right now. I was like, but uh, <laughs> when he gets home, I'll just I'll have him come up and talk to you guys. <laughs> like, like that was ever going to happen. But then like they left and like there was nothing like shitty said to me or anything like that. But they started talking shit to our neighbor's daughter because they knew her somehow. And uh, and I was like trying to be like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I have no idea what's going on here. But I, I eventually pieced it together. And um, my sister's boyfriend at the time, who I will not name, um, was a... I guess you could say an unsavory type that you didn't really fuck with. And uh, he must have grabbed Jeremy and told him, like, don't ever go down there again, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But here I am. I'm like, I'm fucking like much like your situation. I'm kind of thrusted into the situation of like, you know, people wanting to beat the shit out of each other. And I'm like, yeah, guys, uh, I don't want any any part of this. So uh, leave me out. Still there, Jonah? (laughs) Hey, sometimes you're Zach, sometimes you're Kelly Cass. Just depends what day it is. <laughs> some days it's well, being brought to you, some days you're bringing it. Sorry, just one. That just reminded me of one other story from that house is that uh, Dan Henderson lived there at the Thrash Zone, and he somehow found a video. It was like a voyeur video of like, I mean, it wasn't real, but like a girl getting undressed and then getting in the shower. Well, the girl looked just like jeremy's wife and the bathroom looked just like their bathroom so dan was like hey jeremy <laughs> come look i recorded uh caitlin taking a shower and um he bought it hook line and sinker and was smashing chairs and like <laughs> threatening to kill everybody um 
Oh, it was a good time. <laughs> he really <laughs> lost his cool. But, uh, it wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be great stuff for the Patreon, of course. <laughs> no, I don't try to edit potpourri. It's just, that's where I give up. So, yeah, you that's know, if you made it this far, <laughs> you, know what you're in. you know what you're in for. Yeah. Uh, well, Nick, anything else you need to get off your chest? uh or i guess in in your terms any more loads i need to blow um no i uh i i do got that that hot tub story but uh again i think this is patreon material man uh what are we gonna do no games for fcc do we go back on permanent hiatus we're we're, we're scratching so close to episode 100 i just i mean uh you guys could do a hardcore history episode i'm sure you have I don't even want to think about how many um, sto- unsavory stories you could tell. Just like we did the airport <laughs> airport stories one day. I don't, know, I don't know who's listening to it, but, you know, just the Cincinnati music scene. I mean, you could fill up a nice. I could just do tree beard stories next week. <laughs> that should be the um, the outro song to this podcast is his uh, his, his thrash song you made. Uh, there's also the song where he's just eating the whole time it's not really PC anymore (laughs) (laughs) the Kobayashi of Ohio that one too unhinging his jaw for snacks yes of course who could forget Uh, Zach final thoughts (laughs) Um, final thoughts great tournament uh, (laughs) soccer (laughs) I already forgot about soccer I'm in a lot of pain I uh, I went to the dump first thing in the morning. Um, I tore my shed down in the backyard, and uh, my back is fucked. So Does that means my you, final thought. You didn't get anything for your scrap. No, I um well because I had all this all this stuff I I couldn't scrap and just took to the dump. So got a little selfish and didn't recycle some things that probably could have been recycled. Wow. That's what Corona does to us all. Nick, your final thoughts on the month that was. I'm, I'm not going to say anything better than uh, what I just said, but just to take it back to soccer, um, I don't know what we're going to do with ourselves until uh, we have some more games, but I will say this tournament overall instilled some um, hope in me. I think uh, I think we're figuring some things out, and uh, we pick up a couple new signings. I'll once again needlessly get excited um, because I just can't help myself from seeing these new glossy pictures of players that play these other clubs and thinking, uh, yeah, this guy, he's going to change it. He's going to change it for us. Just had, had me thinking about, sorry, I got emotional. <laughs> had me thinking about, like, we would get so excited about, uh, like, um, Jesus can't remember their fucking names from, uh, from our USL days. Um, God, can't think of can't think of his name. What's the guy from uh, North Carolina FC that uh, played for us? Yeah, Nazmi. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's that's blasphemous. But uh, just you know the the type of excitement we were all getting during those days of like when we were like picking up these players, um, even though they did perform well that season. But anyway, yeah. So <laughs> hoping uh, hoping for the best. Hoping uh, hoping we got some things figured out. Got some um, faith in Stam and uh, yeah, better days ahead, man. How many syllables in glossy, Nick? Two or three? That would be two. <laughs> then why did you have three? No. <laughs> glossy. Glossy. 
Uh, the new Sigur Rós like album. G- <clears throat> when when Jim says Dwight, it's just like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we at here? Hour twenty minutes. All right, my final thoughts. TT forever. Spencer never, never liked you, Spencer. <clears throat> Do you uh, want me to grab the guitar? <laughs> God no. <laughs> I bet my kids are hungry. All right. Thanks for joining us this wonderful tournament. Will we meet again? Of course. We've got to get to episode 100. Also, the day we released uh, the podcast on the Chartable Podcast Rankings, 98 in soccer. Is that good? Is that bad? You decide. Because <laughs> we've been as low as off the charts. So I'll take 98 any day of the week. Um, but yeah, so look out for the Patreon. We might have to do it now. Make it 50 cents and Nick just tells... Uh, <laughs> stories good and bad it'll be more that's, of, worth, that's worth paying for it'll be all uh, extended potpourri so look forward to that and uh, to play us out Treebeard <laughs> <laughs> alright goodbye see ya Emilio it's good alright I guess I, I guess I hit stop on this recorder now <laughs> yes yes oh,